what is this election really about? Well, if you ask Tim Ryan, it's about parents ruining the schools. We've got people who want to turn our schools when we should be focused on shop class and trauma-informed care and robust investments into joint vocational schools. They want to turn our schools into the next battleground in the culture wars. We've got people. He's talking about us. He's talking about parents. That's the Democrat view. Then there's MTG. Party. The Democrat Party is the party of child abuse. It's the party that represents grooming children and sexualizing them in school. What's the election really about? Well, if you ask Pete Strzok, the adulterous liar and disgraced former FBI official. 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. And the fact that the FBI and the rest of the government, if they are not on the same sort of war footing that we were on in the weeks and months and years after 9-11, shame on everyone. That's his view. 9-11 was nothing. This is FBI agent Stephen Friend, who is right now suspended from duty. Uh, one of the ASACs said to me you know, that he asked me why I thought that it was okay for people who kill police officers to not be charged with a crime. I was pretty back by that line of inquiry because you know, no evidence at all that any police officer was killed by anybody involved with January 6th. No, there isn't because there wasn't. What's the election really about? And Anderson Cooper has a $12 million a year annual salary. Well, $10 million of that is coming from Pfizer. It is. Let's talk about what we're actually voting over. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America... Here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. What is this election truly about? Because the Democrats, obviously, oh, it's mega, it's white nationalism, it's the weather. The Republicans, ah, Republican Party, you know, Democrats, wrong direction. Things they've said their whole lives. Democrats, wrong direction. There are some Republicans who get it and they understand what it's about. And there's this saying that this is the most important election of our lifetime. That's, that's a consistent saying. This is the most consequential election through which we'll ever live. Well, that's going to be true every single year. I'm in my mid-50s. I may live another who knows. It's up to the Lord. My prediction, another 10, 11 years. Maybe, maybe 15. My prediction. But... It's going to be further and further and further that the government drives itself into our lives because there is the culture war uh, that is being waged upon America, and it's an effort to topple the country. Some people are supplicants doing as they're told. You know, the dictator of, of Washington State, Jay Inslee, is a supplicant. Uh, Gavin Newsom is a supplicant doing as they're told, and getting paid, getting paid off, in my judgment. Then there's people at the top who understand that they're pushing a cultural revolution. Barack Hussein Obama mm, 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 understands the cultural revolution, and he understands in a true Marxist revolution, people like him come out on top. I mean, Marxism is for the little people. So the further we go down in history, the more consequential the elections will become because we're racing against another timeline. And we talked about this earlier this week. We're racing against a spiritual timeline. You're in a race. And the race is how many souls can we save? So the great Art Bell used to say, um, it's, it's the quickening. Does it feel that way? Well, it's because that's true. You know, the forces of evil understand that the time is short. They understand there's not a limited timeline. And, or there is a limited timeline, not unlimited. 
And so sometimes they ramp up. So what is the election really about? Yes, corruption should be at the center of it. So should calling out the fact that we need to fight ungodly evil. And it should be about the Republicans doing something. Should they gain the majority? Well, how do we pressure Mitchell McConnell and Kevin McCarthy to actually do something? The answer is in the midterms. And the answer is also in right-sizing our expectations as I see it. And the biggest thing we can do is emotionally divorce ourselves from any concern whatsoever for any political party, any attachment, any loyalty. We should be absolutely disloyal to any political party. I'll explain that in a second. You know, being disloyal to a political party is far different from being disloyal to your family or far different from being disloyal to your boss. You know, the, we're, we're, we're to be loyal employees. Being loyal to your family, being loyal to the Lord means that you walk the path the Lord designs. And part of that comes down to stewardship, right? As we are loyal stewards, of the resources with which God gifts us or loans us, allows us to manage. As we're loyal in that regard, he tells us that uh, that's one thing he'll return. He loves to see people wisely steward money and resources, land and, 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 uh, and talents. Now, wise stewardship means you avoid risk. <laughs> like, and I don't mean to pick on people in flood zones. God forbid. I just can't imagine losing a house. But there are people who build time and time and time again in flood zones. And it used to be that the federal government would, would pay you off. Private companies wouldn't insure your house right on the water side in, in, in hurricane land. John Stossel did a report about this because his house got rebuilt a couple times by the federal government. He finally said, wait a minute, why is the federal government paying for this? That's not wise stewardship. You don't build in risk zones. If you are five years from retirement, you are in a risk zone. 10 years also, 15. You know, five years, you're right there in that hurricane zone. And the way finances are going now in the chaos economy, you, are, you might well be at the center of the storm. We don't know. We do know that there are people who are disloyal to us running the financial system. Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management takes that into account. The firm is built around the reality of what things are, not what we hoped they would be. It's built around the reality that the 60-40 stock bond mix can't sustain us anymore, not in the chaos economy. So whether you wanted to look into early retirement, whether you're retired or you're in that risk zone of five to 15 years out, get with Bulwark Capital Management and their maximum focus is risk management. That's what they do. Certainly profits are part of that. You better believe it. You don't want to lose the opportunity to make money, but you also don't want to have that risk, have the bottom drop out, or find out you were in the eye of the hurricane too late. So call Bulwark Capital Management. They're at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. You can go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can be given without a client service agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trick Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. The election certainly should be about corruption. God abhors corruption because it's lying and it's stealing and it is doing upon the least of these that you would not do to yourself. There's so much about it that God warns against. It turns out, and this is, I'm sure, an utter shock. I don't want to freak you out, shock you, call you dis, cause you dismay. But it, it, it turns out that the Biden family has gotten interest-free forgivable loans from China. That would mean gifts. Interest-free, <laughs> interest-free, forgivable. That's not a. That's not a loan. Well, I guess forgivable doesn't mean it will be forgiven. But at the at the at the the, the full discretion of the Chinese Communist Party, <laughs> they can choose to forgive the gifts or not. This is from Just the News. They call him President Joe Biden was, has made waves this fall with his plan to forgive hundreds of billions of dollars in student loans, shifting the burden to taxpayers. 
Five years earlier, his family cashed in on a zero-interest forgivable loan of its own from an energy company in communist China, according to evidence in the possession of the FBI. The loan arrangement confirmed in documents obtained by Just the News are also new information released by Senator Chuck Grassley shows the Chinese energy firm CEFC, Beijing International Company Limited, understood the transaction would benefit Joe Biden's family, referred to as the BD family in the emails, but is also creating heartburn with its own compliance and risk management. Yes, the election should be about corruption. It should be about stripping the corruption. And how do you do that? Small government is harder to corrupt. The more the government can do, the more they have to sell. The more the government can do, the more they can affect. It comes down to this. The Republicans in leadership gamed this stuff too. Mitch McConnell's family is wealthy because of their dealings with Chinese, the Chinese Communist Party and China. Stripping corruption means stripping the opportunity to have it. The longer-term play, of course, is to elect godly people who seek to serve and not be served. That is a long-term play. It has to be the play. America can never regain the favor of the Lord while we keep in power people like McCarthy and Pelosi and their dear, dear friends. And McConnell, the short-term play, is number one. The term limits that we need to seek are not just the offices. There is no reason on earth that someone should be able to serve more than three terms in Congress. Continuity, it was never meant to be that way. The founders described the system that these were temporary duties people undertook, and by the way, with great reluctance, because it was very hard. You're away from your families. You had to live in the swamp of Washington, D.C. Well, the swamp is no longer the swamp. It's now the center of the center of the universe, completely, completely, and uh, completely immune to recessions and depressions. So number one, yes, term limits. And people who are against term limits, they, they reveal their hand. I want to be here forever. Regardless of what I do, I want to be here forever because the advantage of incumbents is well known. But the other term limits are these, the staff. There is a professional staff in D.C. And they are the ones who run things. They are the ones who, that is the system. When people talk about the deep state, it's not buildings, it's not words on paper, it's people who are embedded there forever. So there's multiple ways to go at this. One is term limits on staff, but that's temporary. The other is choose your lane. You choose your lane. You want to work on the Hill in Congress? Fine. Then you work on the Hill in Congress, and 10 years after that, you can go lobby. Ten years after that, you can have a job that pertains to getting paid to interact with Congress. In any sense, choose your lane. You want to be a bureaucrat? You want to help make laws? That's your lane. You can take a cool-off period for ten years, and then you can go join a lobbying firm, but you do not get to monetize what you get to do in D.C. And in terms of loans from foreign nations... Interest-free loans from foreign nations for our presidents, illegal. This isn't that hard to crack down upon. The reason that it won't get done is because of McConnell and McCarthy. So how do we put pressure on these guys? We have no loyalty to the Republican Party. If they do something we like, we reward them. We don't give money. Straight to the candidates. Straight to the organizations. And which organizations? The ones that display godly values. Not on their websites. Not in their ads, in their actions. Anyone who wants their country back and wants to do the work of God has no business giving any money to any organization that doesn't engage in what's called the culture wars. 
whereas Mitch McConnell calls them social issues. The only issues that are long-term are social issues. Tax rates can go back and forth. Regulation can go back and forth. What can't go back and forth is the absolute destruction of a country. You reach a breaking point. Mitch McConnell's priorities are absolutely upside down. It is the so-called social issues that will sink this country. You cannot have a conservative country without having a godly country. Why? Because people who seek to serve and not be served do not intend to gain power. They do not gain to intend to control others. They seek to serve. It follows then that they would want a small government because they've got no interest in power. Here's Tim Ryan. He is running for Congress in Ohio. And he's running against a Trump-blessed candidate, J.D. Vance. And Tim Ryan here is talking about his concerns around the schools. And he thinks that it's parents who are, in fact, bringing the culture war to the schools. We've got people who want to turn our schools when we should be focused on shop class and trauma-informed care and robust investments into joint vocational schools. They want to turn our schools into the next battleground in the culture wars we can't let them we can't let them it's up to us that we have the the slick lie there is so good he's in ohio he's talking about vocational schools and trade schools and then he slips this phrase in trauma-informed care trauma-informed care is not the province of schools and what he's talking about there is socio-emotional learning What he's talking about there is teachers becoming responsible for the formation of what mental health means to children. And you can see the results of that, that if you are mentally healthy, you don't believe you were born a boy or a girl. That is the furthest thing from being mentally healthy. It removes you from a concrete sense of reality. And in socio-emotional care, they bring about this idea that your true power Your true power comes from recognizing your victimhood. And if you don't have victimhood, you need to invent your victimhood. That that's your true power. It completely ignores the family dynamic. When you have a screwed up family, you're going to have a screwed up kid. And sometimes families go through periods of time where it's screwed up. And then it cuts back together and there's other challenging times and things get screwed up. And if your family doesn't, and take this from me because I made this mistake. Every business I've ever launched had a had um, a, a purpose. It had a purpose statement. It had principles. And we operated by that. I didn't do that with my family because it never occurred to me that you would sit down and plan your family out that way. And this stuff in the schools, it completely ignores the family. Your base of adult input is not the family. Your base of adult input is the government. And it's the government schools. That's the power. That's from where your power flows is trusted adults. Always the implication that your parents cannot be trusted because that's always the design. This election is about the seizing of kids' minds. Do you hear this from the Republicans? Oh, yes, I hear that the school districts are out of control. Yes, I hear the school boards are out of control. Yes, where this has been put in the spotlight, like Virginia, Glenn Youngkin is back to mentioning that. Glenn Youngkin didn't want to mention that, but that's why he's the governor. But across the board, it's not mentioned. And if you go and consult the word of God, (laughs) the number one thing we're given to steward is life. The number one priority of us, those of us with kids, is raising the kid to be a godly kid. And the war against that in the so-called schools is profound. And there's very few people who will take this on to the degree that Marjorie Taylor Greene takes it on in her debate. Marjorie Taylor Greene understands the stakes, understands what we face. And Marjorie Taylor Greene takes this absolutely head on. You'll hear that in just a second. I just want to share some exciting news with you. Uh, You know that we have made this agreement to do a radio show, a national radio show. 
I can now tell you that that national radio show is going to be with a network called Radio America. And next week, we're going to have uh, someone on from Radio America. In fact, I'm going to tell you, we're going to have this guy on I've gotten to know. Uh, his name is Rich Lafergie, and he is, he's a chief of operations there. And he is a, um, he's a radio guy from way back. I, I took such great joy in visiting with him about uh, what radio means to him. And you probably know uh, Dana Loesch's show is, is on that network. And Dana's show has done so, so phenomenally well. Uh, Dana Lash, pardon me. Dana Lash's show has done so phenomenally well. I was reading the, the, the trades and looking at the, uh, the ratings for her. And, and she's killing it. And from time to time, I've communicated with her husband on Twitter. It's so interesting the way these circles come around. We're going to have Rich on next week, and we're going to talk about the vision for the show, why we're doing the show. Um, and then I just can't wait to visit with him about old-time radio. I just wanted to give you this update. Those guys, folks, if you've been a fan of the radio show for years and you miss all the music, guess what? We get to bring that all back on the new radio show. We get to bring it all back. So when we launch this, one of the things that we would love your help with is when we launch with a base of affiliates, man, we're really going to ask you to dig in and help us gain other affiliates for the radio show. So when this launches, and that will be coming, I can't give the date yet, but it's coming right up. And when it launches, we're going to ask you if you wouldn't mind getting in touch with your radio stations locally and, and being part of the affiliate sales program. We can't pay you, but we can, we can reward you. And we can reward you a lot of ways. Well, it starts with thanks. and put you on the show. Whatever. We'll do some things. So it's just a family update on where we're at with the radio show. When it's launching next week, you'll hear from Rich. And by the way, he's been around radio so much. He said a name today I couldn't believe. He's the first guy I know who actually worked with this guy. Going to be phenomenal. Marjorie Taylor Greene gets it. Uh, she, in her debate, understands that this election is it's quite literally about saving children from having their brains utterly corrupted. And it's also about saving the family. And God's first, first thing he did after he realized that, well, he didn't realize, he always knew, but when he saw that Adam was alone, he told Adam, it is not good that you're alone. And therefore, there came Eve. And sometimes described as helper. I've also read that it is also can be described as the match. Or to say it in an Eastern sense, the yin to the yang, the direct match, the thing that completes, right? It's the thing that completed Adam. And that's what they're attacking. This is Marjorie Taylor Greene and her debate. Party. The Democrat Party is the party of child abuse. It's the party that represents grooming children and sexualizing them in school, teaching anti-white racism in the terms of CRT education and genital mutilation of kids, kids that can't even get a driver's license, can't get a tattoo and cannot vote. How do you stand there and represent the Democrat Party as a father? And do you believe in genital mutilation of children under the age of 18 and and these puberty blockers that have severe health consequences. Well, yeah, they have severe health consequences, including uh, the destruction of one's IQ up to 10 points, which is a big deal. This is about saving children from that and saving children from other things. It's about approaching evil, and it needs to be treated that way. Does any Republican have the, uh, have the fortitude to say, we are confronting evil? And look, I see the people on MSNBC say this. I, I saw this guy on MSNBC. I thought about running the clip, but why? Saying that, oh, uh, fascism and democracy are in a tie. I'll have a discussion anywhere, anytime about, the, show me the fascist thing Trump did. Show it to me. Speeches, okay. Okay, some of the speeches. Um, what the, put, put, put the lock the media up. Okay, did he do it? Did he do it? Show me the policy that was fascist. He separated families at the border. Anytime an adult gets arrested, guess what? They're separated from their family. Anytime. When an adult gets arrested, they don't get to take their kids to jail or to prison with them. Why not, I wonder? This pressure, these term limits, these staff term limits, this divorce yourself from any emotional connection to the Republican Party. Our loyalty should be with God. And as our loyalty is to God, we can apply that loyalty this way. 
or, 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 or action in the world. Our loyalty is to God. It's to the word of God. It's to building the kingdom. That is our structure. Our money in politics, our effort in politics, who's fighting for the things of God? Because separating kids from their family is not godly. Teaching racism is not godly. Empowering corruption is not godly. Who is undertaking to do this? Who is doing it in a way to serve and not be served? And yes, we certainly need to end the deep state. Laws must be equally applied or they're not laws. If laws are not equally applied, they're weapons. And when some laws aren't applied against some people, then it's no longer a nation of laws. It's a nation of people. Uh, yeah, it's a nation of people. It's ruled by emotion. And again, this goes back to the word of God. Use equal weights and measures. It's another way of saying don't pick favorites. In fact, God abhors favoritism in people. He gets to do it because he's God. So case in point, the FBI and this is from Miranda Devine writing at the New York Post. Man, she is just all over the FBI. The FBI has been making an awful lot of Friday afternoon flights to Christopher Directors, uh, Christopher Ray's home in the ritzy area of Buckhead. Now listen to the rest of the sentence. Earlier this summer, it was his Adirondack spot. His use of the jet amounts to embezzlement, current and, and ex-agents allege. Yeah, it is embezzlement. And when he does this, he has the audacity, as we played the clip, under questioning from Congress to say, I have a flight to catch. I have to go. I, I, I can't miss my flight. Well, you literally are incapable of missing your flight because you are the flight. The plane cannot leave without you because you are the reason the plane's there. There are people in jobs today. Well, no, there are people who've been fired from jobs for the misapplication of company resources. And it may well be, did you take the company car to the beach? Well, yeah, but my car wasn't running. You can't do that. This election is also about shock and awe. The Republicans, if they ran on an anti-corruption platform and they meant it, if they win the midterms and they say our president, when we elect our president, is going to go on an anti-corruption march through the institutions, Chris Ray is done. He doesn't get private access to a jet unless... It's for an emergency law enforcement action, and he'll have to prove it. Every two weeks, he'll need to sit in front of us and prove it. He doesn't get to combine trips to one of his two or three homes. It has to be this way. So what does it, what does it take? Our loyalty is to God, not the Republican Party. Our response to, hi, I'm Chris calling with the Republican Party. Our response should be, the what? The Republican Party. Sorry, you lost me there. What is that? Oh, we're the Republican Party. We elect Republicans. Right. For what? For what? Directly to the candidates. Which candidates? The ones who seek to serve and not be served. That's the long-term process. What do we demand of the candidates? We demand term limits and on the staff. Pick your lane. We demand these things. Or you end up with guys like Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok is, he is, he's, he's tossed from the FBI. And the dismissal note, was, it was as cutting and as, as, I guess, detailed and negative as it was about Strzok, it didn't go anywhere near far enough. It gave him the benefit of the doubt as if he meant well. <laughs> well, or as if his bias didn't affect the investigation. His bias was the investigation. And when Strzok says something like this about 9-11, he knows what he's doing. This is how you get airtime at, at, at MSNBC. 9-11 is nothing compared to January 6th. And the fact that the FBI and the rest of the government, if they are not on the same sort of war footing that we were on in the weeks and months and years after 9-11, Shame on everyone. This is a far greater threat 
to our constitutional democracy than anything we faced in the past 20 or more years. 9-11. 20 more years. Uh, does that include the bombing of the Senate? This, the Senate chambers? Does that include the attempt to destroy the barriers outside the White House in order to get into the White House during President Trump's term? Does that include the attempt to burn down a church across from the White House? Does that, in, does that include using barriers to try to climb the fences at the White House? Does that include the multiple attacks against federal buildings around the country by Black Lives Matter and corporate and Antifa? And I get tired of repeating it. The election needs to be about ending the deep state. How? March them out. And this goes to a key reform that has to happen. There was a time when the civil service contract made sense. You're a highly educated, highly capable person, and you choose to serve in governments, and consequently, you earn a lot less money. <laughs> you are now a moderately well-educated, and your capability doesn't matter. You can get a job interview. You can convince someone to hire you, or you have a cousin. Or your brother, Joe Biden owns your, owes your brother a favor or your brother's best friend a favor. That's your entry point. Now, there are good people in government, but they are washed out by people who are must-hires. That's a phrase in D.C. that's an actual thing. This is a must-hire. So in that case, the deep state means changes in the civil service arrangement. They now earn two to three times, not earn, they're paid two to three times what the average American earns. Your government is paid two to three times what you are on average. And they have retirement that no one else in the world gets. Republicans need to flip this. One of the ways you do that is term limits. How does that help? Because you don't get the massive retirement. You don't get to crawl the ladder up to where you're pulling home 250,000 bucks a year to push paper and four to six vacation weeks a year and then the retirement. There's another view about the FBI, and it comes from a guy named Stephen Friend. Stephen is right now on suspension from the FBI. He's a whistleblower. He went to his bosses. He followed channels. He did the right thing. He went to his bosses. And he said, I refuse to participate in these raids of people's homes because they violate their constitutional rights. These are not felonies. These are misdemeanors, and I refuse to involve myself in this. So Stephen Friend has a fascinating thing about the culture at the FBI, which you'll hear in a second here. Oh, man, I am hearing whispers about bone frog coffee. I'm telling you, there's something about to break. I told you that they're running TV ads out there in eastern Washington. I told you that the merchandise is getting better. Oh, my goodness, the merchandise. I told you about distribution. Well, there's some other things that are coming up, including some of my colleagues in conservative podcasting are going to be picking up the mantle of helping Bonefrog Coffee grow right to the website that we created, bonefrog.us. We created in partnership with Tim Cruikshank, my friend and my brother, and a 25-year Navy veteran, also a Navy SEAL. I told you this is going to happen. There's also this. The coffee is beginning to speak for itself. We do so much um, to, to promote the company and the story and God, country, team. But the coffee is beginning to support itself. It's beginning to tell its own story. And I'm beginning to hear from people. That, hey, I tried it. And honestly, it is better than anything I've ever had. Bonefrog Medium Roast. Frogman, Dark Roast, Sons of Valor, Medium Dark, Zen Frog, Light Roast, yes, K-Cup, yes, Espresso, yes, French Press, yes, Drip, and all those many forms. I've heard some whispers of some other forms coming, perhaps. The way to get in on this early and to get the 5% discount is to go to bonefrog.us. You'll get 5% discount on subscription for life, and you will be able to say, you bet, 
When a Navy SEAL decided to build a company and with a legendary coffee roaster, I wasn't a laggard. I got in early to get the early merch, and the merch is incredible. Tim is really up this game on what this stuff looks like. I wear this stuff and people admire it. It's bonefrog.us. That's bonefrog.us. Uh, this is from uh, Real American News. And so the, the sound is a little wonky. It's not me this time. It's actually uh, the source material got a little bit wonky. And I'm wondering if Stephen Friend is his, his doing his interview from some sort of uh, Hillary Clinton-proof bunker, lest he get suicided. Joking, kind of-ish. Stephen Friend, uh, FBI agent suspended, has a fascinating little factoid about what the FBI thinks happened at Jan 6. Uh, one of the ASACs said to me you know, that he asked me why I thought that it was okay for people who kill police officers to not be charged with a crime. I was pretty back by that line of inquiry because you know, no evidence at all that any police officer was killed by anybody involved with January 6th. And certainly the highest profile one, Officer Brian Sicknick, came came to light that he died of natural causes from a stroke. So I pushed back a little bit on that, said, to my knowledge, nothing was backing up that, that allegation. And there was sort of this long pause and then a inquiry from my ASAC where he said, where are you getting your information from? Like it was news to him. So that was a, a major shock to me. So the organization thinks cops were murdered there. That's what they think happened. How can the nation's law enforcement agency think a thing occurred that didn't occur? Because there are people at the top who don't care what occurred. This goes back to what does this election mean? It means scrapping the deep state for real. It means civil service reform. It means you cannot create a class of people who are unfireable. And right now, federal employees are unfireable. You can't have that. You can't have a situation where, like they did during Trump's time, where they took a year off from work so that they didn't have to work for Trump. You can't have that. It can't exist. If the American people understood this, if they ran on it, if the Republicans ran on an anti-corruption platform and said, did you know that people who work for the federal government can stay home for a year and not get fired? And this is because of the unions. The Republicans are scared silly of the unions. You know what? You know what Satan loves to do? He loves to hide in the dark. When you bring really tough emotional issues, really tough sin things into the light and you share them with Christian friends, sisters and brothers, and, and you pray over this stuff, there is a power to that. When the American people saw what was being taught in the schools, you see what's happened. The pushback, it's finally, finally these people are paying a cost. But then again, the FBI at the top doesn't care. They are going around the country and they are rounding up pro-life protesters. We've talked about this this week twice. We had the interview last week about this. Oh no, it was, it, no pardon me, it was this, it was Monday. Sometimes the days wash together. It was Monday. We talked to the young lady from, uh, from Town Hall. 18 months ago, people protested and they're being arrested now, even though their local cops let them go. They're being charged with felonies for misdemeanors. They're having their doors kicked in when they should not be kicked in. That's why Stephen Friend quit. Well, didn't quit, but went and is now on suspension because he was a whistleblower. Well, as that's going on, Eric Solwell the guy who was trying to have sex with a Chinese spy for a couple of years, and maybe he succeeded. And of course, he's still on the he's still on on, on important national security, uh, you know, committees. Solwell is promoting a video that pretends. It's a, this this video pretending that parents mothers are being arrested. For having an abortion. This is an ad. It starts with a family enjoying dinner. They always do this. The people they promote as having abortions have a bunch of kids. You notice that they will not talk about the women who've had 14 abortions because these young women have been, they've been conned. They've been sucked into the more abortions you have, the more important you are. It starts with a family having dinner around the dinner table. And the dad is cute and he's fun. 
They didn't abort that one. I don't know why. I guess that was the special one. But cute. Gross. Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Penal code 243 violation. Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That That is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just- You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Get that! Ma'am, turn around! Put your hands behind your back. Now! Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Oh, indeed they do. Indeed they do. Solwell will run and promote that ad of something that's not happening. The media will give it reference to something that's not happening. And they will ignore what is happening to people who walked on the lawn in Washington, D.C., as we talked about yesterday with, uh, with my friend Glenn Morgan and the destruction of that man's gun safe because the FBI could, even though he gave him the codes, even though he's not accused of going into any building. Yes, elections have consequences. Now take that ad. Take that ad. And let's compare it to real life because what is this election about? Oh, sure, it's about bodily autonomy. There's a whole series of choices that lead up to a pregnancy, whether to date or not date. If you date, whether to be sexually active or not sexually active. Having been decided to become sexually active, to use contraceptive devices or contraceptive methods or not. Those choices don't involve a baby. At the point of pregnancy, it involves another life, and it is no longer just your body. Yes, your body's involved. Let's not lie. That's why the cases of rape and incest are so difficult for me. I know the baby didn't do that. But let's talk about bodily autonomy as we talk about what this election is really about. This election must be about prosecuting big pharma. It must be about investigating it to the core. It must be about severing the ties, the sick, twisted ties between Big Pharma, the CDC, and the FDA. We cannot sustain a situation where Big Pharma provides 40% of the funds to the FDA. We cannot imagine the corruption where the CDC gets points. They get to take a rake, a percentage, on the profits earned on patents that they approve and work on with Big Pharma. It is obscene. Try this with the tobacco lobby. Well, there's that, that abortion ad. Let's compare this. This is Robert Kennedy Jr. with the Children's Defense Fund. And he's talking about the mRNA and why, why, why can't we get it criticized? Because I'll have you know this. The, we're going to talk about this next hour with my friend Justin Hart. He's written a book called Gone Viral. He's a data analysis expert. He blew COVID open. We're going to talk about this next hour, but the biggest COVID lies about to be told that's about to be injected. They're about to set up a situation where your kids are going to have to be injected with the COVID injections in order to go to public schools. Don't doubt this. The CDC is holding a meeting and may have hold, held it by the time you hear this. To add the COVID clot shots to the normal vaccination, so-called vaccination schedule of kids. They're going to force it. So why won't the media report it? The media in our country is um, is an extension of the pharmaceutical industry. You know, 75% of advertising revenues now on the mainstream media are now coming from pharma and that ratio is even higher for the evening news because the evening news is where you see pharmaceuticals advertised and you know if anderson cooper has a 12 million dollar a year annual salary well 10 million of that is coming from pfizer oh his boss is not cnn 
his boss is Pfizer. And, you know, they're, they're unashamed. They're unabashed about it. They say, you know, on his program brought to you by Pfizer, of course he's not going to tell you the truth about Pfizer's product. He's going to try to sell them to you. He's going to try to scare the hell out of you. And he's saying, if you don't get this, you're going to The media, the media. The media, the media, the media. There is no media. When it comes to pharma, even Newsmax is playing this game. Newsmax just put out a tweet saying one million people died from COVID. Never happened. There was with versus from. There was the PCR fraud. Even Newsmax is still playing this. This election has to be about investigating and crushing Big Pharma's ability to influence government at, the, at, the, at any portion of law creation. We can't stop them from speaking to the representatives. That's freedom of speech. We can, can, at the regulatory level, crush anyone who self-deals. And we have to because their obsession with mRNA in our bodies knows no bounds. I checked this out. This is real because I saw the video. I thought, really, this is happening. I checked it out. I have the actual source documents from the government in Australia, their actual government website. They're bragging in New South Wales about building an $82 million production center to produce the mRNA injections. $82 million. They want to be the mRNA capital of the world. Well, why? Well, this gentleman has a notion as to why. He happens to be apparently the youngest billionaire in the history of that country. And he happens to be departing from what he's done. He's been a real estate developer and then a house flipper and a remodel guy and then did a TV show. And he's, he's, he stepped back from that. His name is Nathan Birch. And in this clip, he recognizes the fact that he's sort of no longer doing what people expect him to do. Meaning that any bit of meat or food that you get will be DNA altered using a particle, sort of whatever they do, right? How does that relate to everything that we do here, right? I know that you might be here watching for finance. A lot of people might be sitting here thinking, Nathan, I remember when you used to do renovations. That's what made me follow you. Uh, people might be sitting here going, Nathan, you used to be cool when you're on TV and all those sorts of things that I used to do. I'm just calling out when I see it. I'm calling out very bad things that are happening from your government, from your media, from your corporations. We're being brainwashed. And Yeah, people are being brainwashed. They have been brainwashed. So here's from the government website. The New South Wales government has taken another step towards fast tracking. Fast tracking. Oh, that worked great. Fast-tracking the world's first mRNA, quote, vaccines for foot and mouth disease and lumpy skin disease, inking a deal with U.S. biotechnology company Tyba Biotech. Deputy Prime Minister for Regional North South Wales, Paul Toole, said today, marks an important new milestone towards securing the vaccine technology that will protect Australia's 287, uh, $28.7 billion livestock industry. The NSW's nationals in government are taking the threat of FMD and lumpy skin disease extremely seriously. And with this milestone is another step towards preparing it for a potential outbreak. A potential outbreak! They're fast-tracking this into your food. They will never stop unless they're stopped. From the corruption of the Biden family, which is perverse and obvious, to the corruption of the deep state, which is obnoxious, vicious, and evil, to the corruption of kids' minds, to the corruption of our food supply, it all comes down to appetite. It comes down to hubris, a desire to control others, a hunger for power, It comes down to hatred of the choices of other people. 
It comes down to constricting choice. And it comes down to this. What is this election about? No loyalty to people, to parties. If our loyalty is to God and the foundation of his word, our votes will be loyal to God and the foundation of his word. Our money will follow organizations and people who are loyal to God and operate upon the foundations of his word. You want to call that Christian nationalism? Go ahead. It's not about a theology or a theocracy. It's not about forcing anybody to follow Christianity because guess what? You can't be Christian and force people to be Christian. Cancels itself out. But how has loyalty to a political party helped you? This is a truism. I like political axioms. You know my, my statements where there's a hidden agenda, there's a double standard. Pardon me, where there's a double standard, there's a hidden agenda. Well, there's also this. The more loyal you are to a political party, the less it cares about you. Why? Because they own you. Look at what's happening to Democrats as black people figure out that party doesn't care about them. You're seeing a 10, 12, maybe 13 point shift As black people begin to realize, I think Democrats hate us. They do. What is this election about? It's about a retreat from politics by pushing God into politics. By recognizing there's no such thing as the secular world. By voting our faith every time. And praying about where our money goes every time. Faith first, finance is second. Politicians, I don't know, fifth. This election is the most important in our lifetime until two years from now. And for the rest of your life, every election is going to take on a far greater importance because, as Art would say, God rest him, we're in the quickening. Art Bell would say that. As the Bible tells us, no one knows the time of the day that they're turning to the Lord Jesus. Yeah, we're in a race. One, we're told to run with endurance. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and be loyal first, first to God.